，享受工作，乐生活。就算不在办公室，也能从容应对线上会议。HP Dragonfly 透过专业的 HP Presence 设计，内建降噪及会议快速键，搭配清晰的 Ben and Offson 音效，增强音讯及视讯功能。HP Dragonfly 顶级商务笔电，采用 Windows 11专业版。让您在会议中享有最佳的视觉和听觉品质。The Central Weather Bureau says the chances of rain will increase in Taiwan's northern and eastern regions, along with the Hunchun Peninsula, as the northeast monsoon strengthens. Residents along the north coast, Jilong and Yilan, are advised to watch out for localized heavy rains. Day and nighttime temperature swings of six degrees or more are to be expected in the north. Where the sun will probably not appear until Thursday. Let's hear from the CWB. From this afternoon until Tuesday, the wind would side from north of Taoyuan to the northern and eastern regions, as well as the Hengchun Peninsula. We'll mainly see rain. However, attention should be paid to northeastern regions, as the rain may be heavier, reaching the status of localized heavy rainfall. Areas around Taiwan will become a little more stable after Thursday, when we'll see sunny weather. The weather will get cooler in Taiwan's northern and eastern regions, with daytime and nighttime temperature swings of six degrees or more. Tropical storm Yamaneko, which formed on Saturday night, is not expected to have an impact on Taiwan. While the sun will come out Thursday, daytime and nighttime temperature gaps in the western half of the island are expected to be large. So don't forget to take a jacket with you when heading outside at night. Almost everywhere you go in Taiwan, you're not too far from a forest. But did you know that those forests were once at risk? Strict laws implemented nearly three decades ago sought to protect the trees. Logging was banned, and today only about 10% of Taiwan's trees can be harvested. But experts say the situation is detrimental to the domestic timber trade as well as the global environment. They say importing wood comes with a large carbon footprint and leaves high-quality Taiwanese wood unused. Let's hear from the experts who hope to build a thriving yet sustainable domestic timber industry. Our Sunday special report. Located in Nanto County, Shreeli Township, this is the wood processing plant operated through the NTU Experimental Forest Project. The fragrance of fresh-cut wood fills the air, bathing visitors in the aromas of the forest. This entire is Sammu. All this wood here is from Chinese fir trees. Right now, at the plantation, the NTU Experimental Forest Team is mainly planting three types of trees: suji, Chinese fir, and Taiwania. Trees of different varieties are piled up in the factory yard, a mixture of trunks of different lengths and diameters. The majority of the trunks here are over half a century old. Those of larger diameters are all 50 or 60 years old. The suji trees are roughly 40 to 50 years old, with the oldest being around 70. p 
producing valuable lumber takes decades, and only through regular felling and replanting trees can the forest thrive. The question is how to achieve a good balance between harvesting and planting. To protect the health of Taiwan's forests, the government issued a ban on harvesting timber in 1991. Under the decree, strict protections were placed on 90% of Taiwan's forest land. The remaining 10% became plantations, where harvesting was moderated. However, after more than two decades of strict regulations, Taiwan's forestry has lost its competitiveness. In the beginning, there was the ban on harvesting trees in the natural forests, and then the government failed to implement proper management of the plantations. In terms of production in the wood processing industry, there wasn't much going on. Basically, industry production has stopped for a long time. When you stop for such a long time, this creates a situation where there is an insufficient supply of Taiwan-grown timber. Combine this with the fact that imported wood is cheaper and more plentiful, and basically everyone will tend to use imported wood. Roughly 99% of timber used in Taiwan is imported, and only 1% is grown in Taiwan. However, meticulously protecting one's own forests while chopping down those in other countries also comes with its own problems. A portion of imported timber may come from illegal logging in primary forests. If you protect your own forests while others cut down their primary forests, then you will be pressured in the international community for immoral behavior. Also, when you import wood, the carbon footprint is greater. Therefore, we are doing everything we can to make our timber industry self-reliant. In a bid to respect forests in other parts of the world, while also ensuring that Taiwan can maintain its own capacity for producing timber, the Forestry Bureau began promoting domestic timber harvesting in 2017. Starting with the plantations, it hopes to grow the domestic timber industry one tree at a time. After saplings are planted, the daily work of tending to the growing trees continues. Over the decades it takes the tree to grow, its branches must be regularly trimmed, and the vines that constantly threaten to strangle it must be removed. Only then will it produce valuable timber. If a plantation grows too well and its trees become too dense, this will impact the growth of all the plantation's trees. At that point, thinning becomes necessary. This is also an important source of Taiwan-grown timber. Our current practice is to use thinning, or clear felling, in a small area. We cut the trees down for use and then replant them. The forest has to be managed, and once that's done, we can use the wood and replant the trees. This type of sustainable practice allows us to make use of the whole forest and maintain carbon sequestration. The forest needs a healthy cycle, and reasonable felling contributes to that by giving trees more space to grow. 
However, despite efforts toward a sustainable forestry, the self-sufficiency of Taiwan's timber industry remains low. Our current rate of self-sufficiency is around 1.12%. Our aim over the coming decade is to reach 5%. If we go by the current level of domestic consumption, to reach 5% self-sufficiency, we would need to produce 200,000 cubic meters of timber annually. However, in light of the recently introduced policy of zero carbon emissions, we have revised that goal. By 2050, we would need to reach a 10% rate of self-sufficiency in timber production. Since 1969, researchers from the National Taiwan University have been managing an experimental forest. With access to over 10,000 hectares of forest land, as well as a wood processing plant, the researchers manage all aspects of the production process for the timber they produce. They hope their efforts show a way forward for Taiwan timber. We are allowed to cut down 5,400 cubic meters of trees for timber annually. We currently cut down roughly 3,000 to 3,600 cubic meters per year, so about 70% of our allowed volume, which is pretty high. Since we have a wood processing plant, the trees that we log get sent to our plant for use. In order to maximize use of Taiwan timber, the first step is to turn it into usable material by cutting large logs into wood of sizes that meet specifications. After it's cut into standard sizes, it needs to be stabilized to ensure its dimensions don't change. This is done by lowering its water content to below its fiber saturation point. Technicians stack the wood high, bind it tightly, and then send it into the kiln to dry with monitoring sensors attached. When we're drying the wood, we consult the benchmark table. This lets us know things like how long to apply heat, what the moisture level is at, and whether we need to spray mist over the wood. The duration of the process depends on the type of wood and its thickness and takes roughly between four and seven days. In some cases, it could take up to 10 days. There are many considerations in timber production, and if the wood is to be used for construction, its hardness is a particularly important consideration. Blue, red, green, and black represent four different elastic moduli in timber. Different use cases call for different levels of hardness. Typically, when wood processing plants apply for CAS product quality certification, it's only based on the visual appearance of the wood. We have also added a wood hardness component to our quality assurance. If the wood is to be used in a construction project, then you absolutely can't just consider its appearance. Materials used in construction or other structural applications must have a certain hardness. To put it simply, you need to know its elastic modulus. Harder sugai is often used as the building material for structural applications. Meanwhile, the fragrant and colorful Taiwania, as well as the lightly scented Chinese fur, are favorites for indoor renovations. 
Each wood type has different characteristics, and thus its applications are also different. What is also indispensable for timber is its freshness and aromas that create a sense of closeness with nature. In Shito Bamboo Forest in Nanto's Lugu Township is a 36-meter-long Yinxing Bridge. The longest wooden bridge of its type in Taiwan, it's made entirely of Taiwan-grown timber. This was a joint project with students and professors from NTU's Department of Civil Engineering. It involved two years of planning and one year of construction, and was completed in April 2017. That was also the year we began pushing for Taiwan timber. We used sugi harvested when we were thinning the plantation. This bridge was built entirely out of wood. Used in everything from household interiors and regular chairs to simple children's toys, Taiwan-grown timber is quickly finding its way into the everyday lives of people in Taiwan. This is our forest-themed checker set. It was jointly developed by the Forestry Bureau and the NTU Experimental Forest Project. It shows off the patterns and colors of different types of wood. We use this as a way to showcase the unique characteristics of each type of domestically produced timber, such as their texture. While enjoying a game, you can learn about each type of timber. By fostering an appreciation for domestically grown wood, these forest experts hope Taiwan's timber industry can grow to new heights. Taiwan's dessert industry is big business. The market for sweet treats is worth more than 15 billion NT a year, and winter is the high season for sweets. Now that we're in November, Taiwan's cake makers and dessert stores are pushing new recipes to entice sweet teeth. Chocolate, however, has remained at the top spot. Cut open this Swiss roll to reveal a luscious chocolate sponge cake and 55% Belgian semi-sweet chocolate, with the sweet and sour accompaniment of strawberries and a soft cream filling. It's a many-layered treat, both visually and texturally. I love desserts. This chocolate Swiss roll tastes very light and fresh, not too sweet. There's also a black chocolate cake dusted in flakes of Oreo cookies, with cream and custard inside in many layers. A sticky, moist dessert for real chocolate lovers. Dessert companies are doubling down on all kinds of cakes as the long cold nights of winter approach. Winter is here. Chocolate is an ingredient that makes you feel more excited and happy. We've paired it with strawberries. Our customer demographic is probably women between the ages of 25 and 35. We expect that the Swiss roll will bring in growth of 10% to 20%. Meanwhile, at a chain cream puff store, you can choose from four different pie crusts, and among the many fillings on offer is this one with pieces of Oreos inside. If you want one that looks glamorous, why not try this, drizzled in chocolate and topped with a whole cookie? Taiwan's sweet tooth is big business. The dessert market is worth more than 15 billion NT a year. 
As winter begins, many people are more likely to enjoy high-calorie treats like this without so much regret. It's time for Sweet Teeth to tuck in. Yunlin County will soon open a new fisheries park in Taishi Township where smart tech will change the way fish farmers work. The move is part of a major policy to bring artificial intelligence and state-of-the-art technology into farming. County Commissioner Zhang Li Shan has reiterated her commitment to upgrading her county's large farming sector by making use of all the cutting-edge tools available. Yunlin County and National Formosa University are working together to bring Yunlin's farms into the age of AI. They are combining sustainable farming machines, new developments in technology, and smart industries. We want to combine our vocational training courses and academic courses, as well as lots of lab classes, and rely on the experience of many teachers, as well as the whole master and apprentice system. That includes so many highly experienced farmers who are extremely knowledgeable in planting and cultivation. Promotion of smart farming in universities is cultivating a new generation of farmers who are well-versed both in agricultural techniques and professional skills. That's keeping more Yunlin natives in the county and in work. Many students are actually very satisfied with the course, so I think our classes have got a lot of validation in the last few years. Yunlin is a major farming county. We must integrate all of the smart technology so that we can save time, power and labor in our smart agriculture and our smart fisheries so that our young farmers are really happy to come back to the county and to work in farming. And the county is also determined to make Taishi Township into a central hub for smart, eco-friendly fishing industries. We're also working with National Jiayi University. We want to bring traditional fisheries together with the smart technologies so that Taishi Fisheries Park can become a smart and green fishing park. Yunlin is investing heavily in smart technologies in a bid to boost its competitiveness in the agricultural market. With less than two weeks to go before the municipal elections, the DPP's Taipei mayoral candidate Chen Shizhong visited a traditional market in Jingmei. During a DPP rally Saturday night, he criticized his opponent, the KMT's Jiang Wan'an, for inciting hatred to win the election. Jiang has repeatedly accused Chen of secretive black box operations in procuring COVID vaccines during his tenure as health minister. Such smears could tear society apart, Chen said. Chen Shijung answered with a resounding yes when asked if he had the determination to win. With less than two weeks to go before the municipal elections, the DPP's Taipei mayoral candidate ventured into Jingmei Market and Wenshan District, a traditionally KMT stronghold, to canvas votes. Many took the opportunity to have their pictures taken with the former health minister. You can see that everyone feels passionate about Minister Chen. I think this shows that the campaign is gradually heating up. During a campaign rally on Ketagalan Boulevard on Saturday, involving some 50,000 supporters, Chen became visibly choked up when giving a speech. 
He accused his opponent of inciting hatred to win the election after KMT politicians alleged Chen was playing the victim card. There's no such thing as playing the victim card. Stop creating rumors and smearing others for the sake of the election. Stop tearing Taiwan up and using hatred to manipulate the election. I don't think this is good. While calling on his opponents not to divide society, Chen hopes that future campaigning will focus on municipal issues. During a campaign platform presentation on Saturday, Chen used up all the allotted 30 minutes, whereas his opponent, the KMT's Zhang Wanan, stopped after 25 minutes, ending his presentation early. I don't know. Was there something wrong with the teleprompter? I thought he had two or three minutes to spare. Even if his draft wasn't long enough, he should have something to say to the city's residents in the remaining time he had. A five-minute gap? That's quite a surprise. As the campaigning reaches its final stretch, the public is deciding just which candidate has the best vision for Taipei. Accordingly, every word and every move from each of the candidates has come under intense scrutiny. President Tsai Ing-wen said over the weekend that the upcoming local elections needed to be of a high standard to avoid giving the international community the wrong impression. In a campaign speech at Taipei's Ketagalan Boulevard, the president said that Taiwan had successfully maintained its democracy and avoided becoming another Hong Kong. She reminded voters that Taiwan occupied a critical place in the world, and she appealed to them not to send false signals to the international community as the world is waiting to see the outcome of the vote. Taiwan Taiwan is at the forefront of freedom and democracy, and it also takes up the most critical position in global semiconductor supply chains. Every action and decision we make will affect how the world views Taiwan. President Tsai Ing-wen has built the four resiliences, which will make our democracy even more resilient, and the resilience that will allow our country to continue to develop. In her campaign speech, Tsai continued to stress that Taiwan played a key role in the world and that the election results would send a message to the world. She said the quality of local elections needed to be raised. Meanwhile, analysts have noted that internationally, more eyes are likely to be fixed on the upcoming vote as it comes not long after the recent Chinese Communist Party's National Congress which also attracted much international attention.